0: is Behind the Cut with Christopher Grenland. the companion show to Not About Lumberjacks. I can't say for certain that Shadow Dancers was the first real short story I ever wrote, but I know it's at least one of the first. It's one of the only stories I wrote that my dad ever read before he died when I was in my early 20s. In fact, it was after reading the story that my dad offered to buy me something better than the old green IBM Selectric typewriter I wrote the story on. I opted for a portable Smith-Corona word processor, even though my dad offered a computer. The thought of something vaguely portable appealed to me at the time, even though I'd come to discover everything about the thing was proprietary and expensive. But back to the story. Shadow Dancers is one of the few things I've written with the goal of actually mimicking one of my favorite writers' style, in this case, Ray Bradbury. I grew up loving Bradbury. In fact, I grew up a couple towns over from the town that inspired a favorite book when I was young, Dandelion Wine. About the time I started taking writing serious, the Bantam paperback edition of Bradbury's collection The Twin Convector, came out. I was 20 when I decided to take writing seriously, and that falls right at 1989 when the paperback was released. At the latest, Shadow Dancers may have been written in early 1990. Forgive me for not remembering precisely when I wrote it. It was 27 years ago. I'd only written one other thing prior to this short story, a 12-page comic book script that was my first accepted work of fiction, Probably not even a full year later, I took the only creative writing class I've ever taken, and it was at that point that I started showing other people my writing. The story still holds up for me, and the only thing I've changed since then is the removal of a description of the kids leaping into the air. It was one of the only times I ever really tried writing beyond my abilities back then, and the result was terrible. It was this bit about four pairs of shoes leaving the ground, hovering in the air as the sunlight disappeared and cut them free from their shadows, and how their feet came back down, creating these puffs in the dust and the dirt like tiny bomb strikes. Something like that. I can't remember, but it was bad. And if you're thinking, well, that doesn't sound so bad, trust me, the description I just gave is far more elegant than the clunky bit of forced mood inserted at that point in the story. When a good friend who read it said something to the effect of, I can see what you're trying to do here, but I don't think it's working, it also became one of the first bits of writing that I ever cut out of a story. I do have a soft spot for this story, and I suppose I always will. I can read it and imagine my old neighborhood on the far side of Mundelein, Illinois, nestled in a pocket flanked on one side by a community park, wheat fields and marshlands to the north, and a large seminary in the woods to the east. St. Mary of the Lake, for anybody who's into that kind of thing. Mundelein was my green town, and knowing it wasn't far from Waukegan, the town that inspired Bradbury's greentown, meant something to me growing up. But I suppose what matters most about this story is it's one of the few things my dad read that I wrote. I never got around to sending him anything beyond Shadow Dancers, the comic script I wrote, and a story I wrote in my creative writing class about an after-school fight. My dad wasn't happy that I changed my major from biology to English literature in the hope of writing, but he changed his mind when he read a few things I sent him before he died. He was one of my earliest fans. My dad was a mechanic and an addict, so it's not like he had a lot of money. For him to have saved enough to have offered buying me a computer and, ultimately, a dedicated word processor meant that he believed in me and what I was writing. I know it's not like he gave up all drugs and alcohol to give me something to help me write, but I know some sacrifice was there behind the scenes. My dad never got to hold the comic book story when it was printed because he was already dead, and I'm not sure he quite got the script I sent because it was a format he'd never seen before. So it was Shadow Dancers, and later the story about the after-school fight, that first impressed him. When he died and I went to go get his things in Missouri, the three stories were carefully placed in a drawer with some other things I'd sent him over the years. I suppose there's a bit of my dad in this story, and also a bit of me. We both dreamed about traveling to exotic places, but we never got the chance. So a tale of imagination about a boy's shadow separating from him so it can take off and live a life of constant adventures appeals to me. And, I'm guessing, it's that aspect of the story my dad liked as well. Thank you for listening to Not About Lumberjacks and Behind the Cut. Theme music for Behind the Cut is a tune called Reaper by Hrazen. Visit nolumberjacks.com for information about the music, episodes, and voice talent. In two weeks, it's a story about a different group of boys in the early 1980s, this time a tale about Dungeons and Dragons and bullies. It's not as lighthearted as Shadow Dancers. Until next time, be mighty and keep your axes sharp.